Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving Iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving Iron time and time again. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown. Uh, I got Chip Nellinger on here and I wanted to get him on today because uh, the market's kind of kind of took off for, uh, for more of a reason than just because. Um, looks like uh, uh, Master Lighthouser or, or Negotiator Lighthouser or whatever you want to, what title or his title is. He had some congressional testimony today that kind of drew the markets up. So, Chip, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, we, we thought, uh, Casey, maybe we should do a like, what, special midweek report because wheat was actually higher on the day. Yeah. And um, so I don't know, it's been like, I don't know, a dollar, a dollar ago since wheat um, was higher. So... It feels like anyway, but literally we've dropped a dollar in wheat. So, yeah, so what we had today, uh, the wheat market, by the way, was just so oversold. I mean, that's a pretty historic drop, right? You just don't see that happen very much in the ag markets. Wheat literally was a dollar lower in three weeks, and uh, we talked about that on Sunday night. There was not a real good reason for it uh, either. It's just the funds decided to start selling everything. I think they got uh, pessimistic about uh, the China trade agreement. So to, to preface this, we had started rallying a little bit um, prior to this testimony, right? But um, yeah, I don't know, like you, you mentioned, as Secretary Lighthizer, he's the main trade um, representative. He is, he's kind of like the, the China hawk, right? Like he has been so adamantly uh, aggressive against China all along these trade negotiations. If you remember back a, a week or two, he was the one that kind of drilled the, the start of a rally to begin with, where he came out uh, and said, yeah, no, we're miles miles apart between this uh, negotiation between the United States and China. Well, he had some congressional testimony that was not even related to China, but obviously, um, you know, everybody that's in Congress is particularly from, um, you know, the Midwest and, and the Farm Belt is getting... Um, Calls, right? I mean, there's it's 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 a bad deal right now, and um, so the the testimony, the questioning, kind of shifted to to China, even though that wasn't the main focus of um, this testimony. And he was very, um, I guess, optimistic about um, a trade agreement happening. He said it can happen within a couple weeks. There's a couple final things to uh, hammer out. He felt. Um, at least implied that, the, that those uh, final couple issues would be able to be, um, you know, negotiated um, uh, to our advantage, to the United States' advantage. And the market took that news, and, um, you know, that's really when you poured some, uh, some fuel on the fire. And we talked about this. The funds have such a huge short position, and it's, you know, early March, and it's probably, it's kind of not the right time for the funds to have this large of a short position. So um, that news really sparked the stock market, 
um, traded both sides today, but then had kind of a late rally. Um, we took, you know, caught fire. That was probably, we didn't have much to do with China. I think we just took the wheat market too, too far to the downside, and the funds started buying that. We had a report this morning from CONAB, which is kind of the equivalent of the USDA um, in Brazil. They had a crop estimate as 113 and a half uh, million metric tons. Uh, the most recent USDA estimate was 116.5. So that was on the low side of expectations. That kind of put a little bit of buying interest in the bean market. Corn was a follower. Um, I'll just, I've been, uh, I've been talking a lot here, but part of the issue with corn, a lot of people are saying, well, wheat's up 22, 23 cents, and corn's only up, you know, a couple. What's the deal? Well, you have to understand that there's a lot of spread trading that goes on in these markets, too, speculatively. Lots and lots of spread trading. Huge volume because when you trade a spread, you can still, for example, here's a spread trade. They would be short wheat and long corn. That still gives you the, the profile of short wheat, but the margin is less, like 50% less, roughly. So you can put more money to work that way, having that spread in place. So people are scratching their heads saying, well, wheat was up 22. Why was corn only up, you know, a, a minimal amount? It's, it's like waves of money flowing in and flowing out of the market because I think what happened was finally uh, these big spec pools and funds um, were exiting spreads. And, and what, what you have to do to exit that position is you, you buy wheat and you sell corn because they had that on as a spread kind of as a, as a proxy to be short wheat. And what that does is artificially cap the corn market. So I'm going to, I think a key to this tomorrow, um, uh, Thursday, Friday would be when that spread, when they stop unwinding that, corn will catch up. And assuming we don't just reverse lower, um, corn's got some catching up to the outside. And I think by the end of the week, if we keep getting good news, um, corn's going to end up uh, and, and have a good week here. So a lot going on. You know, we'll see. You know, I mean, the history has been that tomorrow somebody's going to come out and, and give something negative on the, uh, the, the trade perspective. Right. But uh, it does look like that we are getting really close because uh, Secretary Lighthizer, um, you know, he was uh, he's pretty optimistic. And that's the first time to this whole deal for months and months and months that he said that. Yep. Okay, so another thing that's going on here, um, I think this that's probably playing a little bit of effect in today is so out here in my neck of the woods we're having snowmageddon twenty nineteen and we're gonna have this massive epic blizzard of, you know, sixty five mile an hour winds and eighteen inches of snow and so on and so forth. And they've talked it up enough that it's probably not gonna happen now, so they've jinxed it. But um uh, you know, I think looking at your neck of the woods, I mean, it's it's rainstorm after rainstorm after rainstorm. And you talked you're talking earlier here. You said it was raining today, and it wasn't supposed to till tomorrow. So, I mean, talk about the weather now. I mean, we've got to have some, especially with the amount of snow that we have on the ground still in some pretty key areas. On top of the oversaturated ground with the with rain, there's got to be some some play on the weather right now. Yeah, that might be part of it. The, the market, uh, like, it, it doesn't matter what time frame you're in, you know, whether it's, it's planting, pollination, harvest delays, the market has a really tough time digesting this. 
And it just seems like, uh, for lack of a better term, it doesn't matter until, you know, it matters. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, God, there's a problem. We've got to react. Um, so you're starting to see that as well. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's a bad, it's been bad since September. Right. And so the trend's your friend, and that hasn't changed yet. I don't care if you're down. I mean, probably the only area that's maybe um, on a normal pace would be kind of like uh, East Texas. Okay. And hopefully you don't have any many listeners from East Texas. Be, I mean, I'm not trying to run them under the bus, but that's such a small percentage of the national corn crop. But they are on pace. There's people finishing up planting. They should be. They might be a little bit delayed, but, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, super wet. Um, here, uh, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, uh, it's just been a brutal winter. Uh, not as bad as you. I'm not trying to say we've had, you know, uh, put us in the, in the gauge of uh, we're any worse than, than you guys are up in the Dakotas, okay? But it's been super cold. Coldest winter we've had in 20 years. Um, and it's supposed to get up to 60 tomorrow, uh, the next two days, actually. But, like you said, the, it's, it's, uh, I'm obviously doing this in my car. It's spitting rain right now. That's uh, 24 hours early. We're going to get more rain. We just got an inch and a half of rain. Uh, it's actually 1.8 inches over the weekend. We got more coming today, tomorrow. Um, lows are still getting down in the 20s. There's, I talked to a guy that does a lot of uh, tile work. There's 18 inches of frost on the ground. That's not even talking about out your way, right? Where there's right. two to five inches of snow on the ground, another foot to two coming. It's been brutally cold. Um, it, it, it looks like in the forecast there's going to be a warm-up where, where all the snow melts at once, right? Um, which creates flooding. Uh, all the snow on the ground is the equivalent of another you know, four to eight inches of rain on right. top of what you've got. And then it creates flooding. It is the the worst fall we've had in 15 years, and it looks like uh, it's one of the worst starts to a spring we've had in I don't know 10 years plus, uh, maybe longer. And it's it's still ongoing and, and developing. But point being here, the weather is starting to matter. So you know, we talked about that on Sunday. The funds have a record short in corn, massive shorts. All we need is a spark, whether that's weather or China, and if those happen at the same time, or relatively speaking at the same time, this thing, you know, you want to talk about volatility, we've been going nowhere for nine months, and we've talked about this on the podcast too, you get these big, you know, sideways, narrow trading ranges, all that means is that you're building up energy for a big, big move. And you're about to see a lot of volatility. We're already seeing an increase in volatility. And you're, you know, I think fortunately um, about to see uh, an expansion of that, hopefully to the upside, because uh, that's what we need at this point. We're all set up for it. See a couple things go right. The weather is not cooperating. And it sounds like, according to some of the testimony today, that we're really close within a couple weeks, um, you know, not days and hours, but within two to three weeks of having this deal with China um, done, and they're still talking about massive purchases of a lot of different ag products, and uh, that could be a, a, a total 
rewrite of what we're used to and, and a game changer. But uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that it's for the better. Okay. Well, like you said there, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts right now, more moving parts than we've had in a while, and it, and it sounds like things are going to kind of start heading that way. Um, I read a lot of articles about what, what do you do when corn gets to 390 and then all these different different numbers start popping up. So obviously a plan is a huge part of that. If guys want to work on a plan or have a plan in place that they want you to take a look at, how would they do that, Chip? Yeah, the best way is just uh, give us a call, 309-550-7213. Uh-oh. We'd love the chip. There's going to be volatility. You gotta, you gotta be ready and willing to execute. And to do that, you gotta have a plan. So uh, we'd love to chat with you. Just give us a call. Right on, Chip. Hit that, hit that phone number one more time. You, the cut out on you a little bit. Yeah. So three zero nine five five zero seven two one three is our office number. And uh, we'd love to uh, just uh, no obligations. Talk to you about your plan and give you some ideas on how to better execute that plan. Right on. All right, Chip. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you again on Sunday and have a good rest of this week, man. All right, you too. Hopefully, you survived the the uh, the, the blizzard here. It sounds like it's going to be a cat, the equivalent of a cat, category two hurricane. Yes, so that's what I hopefully heard. Hopefully, you don't have to travel and you uh, batten down the hatches. Oh, it's snowmageddon, man. World, I guess the way, I, the way I heard it on the news today, the world's ending tonight. So I'm just, this might be our last time we ever get a talk, Chip. Hopefully you got some, um, you know, pork and beans and, uh, and some uh, fuel for the generator. Mm-hmm. And uh, But seriously, you know, it's, 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 it's bad weather. <laughs> and uh, yeah. should be thinking about plant right now. We're, we're talking about, you know, mid-March um, blizzard of epic, epic proportions. So. Yep. Not a good start to the uh, the growing season here. That's yep, yep, to say the least. Especially with the guys out cabin right now. I mean, there's a lot of that going on, so that, that makes it even worse on top of everything yeah, else. Yeah, we, we didn't even about. talk about that. Cattle got hammered today, and I think it was just some of this money rotation. The funds have it's the opposite reaction, right? The grains right. were higher because funds have a massive short position. Um, they're they're just uber long in the cattle market, so cattle had a kind of an ugly day. But we have had a lot of, um, you know, it's a futures market, and and uh, so the market had a lot of that digested into the uh, cattle market, and it spreads, right? Finally, you're going to get a little good news on hogs. Hogs have been a lot like wheat. Hogs rallied sharply higher today, and as a spread, you know, long cattle, short hogs, the opposite side of that, to exit it is to sell cattle. So, you know, this thing has a lot of moving parts to it, but... Uh, you know, it, uh, it's always interesting. It's, it's uh, part of the reason I love the business is it's like a 3D puzzle and a 4D puzzle. You never have all the right all the right pieces that fit together. Okay, so on that topic, though, so with some good news coming out of China. Did the hog market have a rally? I did. Yeah, hogs have had a, I mean, quietly, I, I, and this is crazy, quietly, a $10 rally off the lows in hogs, oh, wow. which they've dropped so far. That um, you know, in a short amount of time, less than two weeks, you rallied essentially ten dollars in hogs. So as you rallied, the funds have, uh, have been heavy shorts in hogs. They're they're buying back their hogs. And again, like the the correlation we saw earlier or talked about earlier, where the funds are are short wheat long corn because it's a 
it's a capital, it's a money game to them because the mark, they can put more leverage money to work at that. So if they want to be short hogs, they can do more of that by being short hogs, long cattle. That's worked really well for them. And now they're coming out of it. So that means selling cattle, buying hogs. You know, cattle were down, I think, 220, 230 in the April today. Hogs were triple digits higher. Had a $10 rally in hogs the last uh, 10 trading sessions. So, I mean, this money flows in and out of these markets at lightning speed. And um, it creates this volatility, and you just got to be ready for it. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So, one more time. Folks working on a plan or got a plan they want to work on, and they want to get a hold of you, Chip, how to do that? Yeah, just call us, 309-550-7213. We'd love to chat with you. And uh, no obligations. We're not, uh, you know, heavy heavy sales pressure. But uh, we are passionate about... uh, Helping farmers out right now is it's it's kind of a a bad deal out there right now to to say the least. It's a critical time frame, and you've got to have a plan. And a plan can mean the difference between uh, making money and not making money. And so uh, we'd love to chat with you. All right, Chip. Well, have a good one. We'll talk to you on Sunday, and uh, maybe you should think about getting a rowboat. That way, you don't have to worry about the rain so much. There you go. I'm, uh, I got uh, get some snowmobiles uh, packed up in case you need uh, me to bring you some uh, some bourbon and, and cheese. I'll be like the, the St. Bernard. Feel free to bring yeah. bourbon and cheese anytime, regardless of the weather. That'd be fine. T-bones and bourbon and, um, and a snowmobile, right? Yeah, I'm in. Just sounds just anytime you want to okay. do that, well, that's you know, great. You know, let me know if you need me to uh, rescue you. I'll send my carrier pigeon over to you. That way we can make it all, all work. All right. All right, Send buddy. me the signal. I'll be there. <laughs> all right. Take care. All right. I'll see you Sunday. All right, buddy. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Mellinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax News with Glenn Birnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and globalagnetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour, out. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher, time and time again. Through the years, you'll find us here.